Turn with me to Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. It's a very familiar scripture, and I pray they will bless you. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. That would be Jesus. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And they lifted up their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he saw them. He said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. Isn't it amazing? He didn't even lay hands on them and say, be healed, you know. He just said, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, a foreigner. Go ahead. Then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed, we're the nine. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, rise and go your way. Your faith have made you well. These are the ten lepers that were sick. They, I don't know if you have seen leprosy in real life. How many of you have seen and witnessed leprosy? You know, one, you, those who are working in a hospital, you've seen leprosy. It's ugly. It, it eats away your flesh. It destroys you. It, it, just, it just, you know, leper, if you know, I, some of, I heard uh, uh, someone was uh, talking about going to visit a leopard, uh, leper colony, leprosy colony or leper colony. And, um, and she, she wanted to go and, 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 and just, just be a, a graze, be somebody who can love on these people. And, and uh, then she was... On a mission trip one day, and, and uh, somebody said, you know, we had a leper colony, and, and, you know, people are just, you know, sick and all that. And so she decided to want to go and check it out. And she, she, she thought, it would be, you know, just, just go pray for people and just love them and tell them that God loves them, whatever. But as soon as she entered into that facility, she couldn't help herself, but she ran out because it, the stench was so incredible. The stench of flesh is being eaten up, rottening. And if you have leprosy, you'll be shunned by your friends, your relatives. And in those days, you are not allowed to be anywhere close to your family, your home. You'll be laughed at, dejected. So they were striving to stay alive. I know a lot of people today, they may not have leprosy, but they are trying so hard to stay above the water. They're trying so hard. And so they heard about this Jesus of Nazareth, and so they, they cry out in the distance because they couldn't and not allowed to go close to people and crowds. They would, be, they would be stoned, you see. So on top of their lung, they go, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And interestingly, Jesus turned around and Jesus granted them requests. Didn't even pray. Didn't even pray. See, a lot of times we thought healing needs to happen when some guy prays for us, and that's scriptural. And the Bible, in fact, says that if we lay hands and anoint them with oil, they shall be healed. If they have any sin, it shall be forgiven of them. And that's scriptural. We lay hands on, on people. But God heals Above and beyond one way. 
There are many people in this congregation who will attest to you that they were healed during worship service and nobody touched them. Because the presence of God sometimes is so powerful that it will heal every disease and sickness. Yes, we do sometimes obey the word of God and lay hands on the sick and pray for them. But then again, when God moves, don't confine him in a certain way. There are people that, you know, we, I, I remember in the past I, I would pray for people and they wouldn't let me pray for them because they say, you don't have those anointing oil. They say, you don't have the oil, and therefore, you know, it's not going to work. They place their faith on the oil. Sometimes we place our faith on the rigmarole, on the action, on the things that the Bible indeed had instructed us to do, but they, the action itself has become where we lay our faith on. It becomes the object of our faith. Our faith must not be in what we do. You know, I, we spoke about praying in the Spirit. And how you pray in the Spirit, you build up your, 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 your spiritual man. And you know, as preachers, we've been told that if you want to preach well, you go better pray in the Spirit. And you know, last week before I come to church, I was just praying before the Lord God. I, I just want to pray. And so I was praying in the Spirit, you know, praying in tongues. And, and the Holy Spirit cautioned me, don't put your faith in tongues. Put your faith on me. I was reminded so clearly. I said, I, oh, oh, I got it, Lord. I got it. I'm going to trust you. I'm doing this because I believe you, not the act that I have. My act is just to obey him. My act is just to obey the word of God. But at the end of the day, ultimately, our faith is in God. So here, Jesus didn't heal the lepers the normal way. In fact, Jesus never healed anyone the normal way. If you were to examine all the healing that Jesus has, every single one of them is unique. Sometimes he puts some mud on people's eyes. Can you imagine? Like if we do the things that we do these days, there will be a church that, that proclaim that they heal people with the mud in their eyes. You know, come to our church. You you know, we have a special formula. We put mud on your eyes and you'll be healed. You know, we always try to religious, uh, religious lies, make it religious of all the, all the stories that we see in the Bible. But you have to remember, you cannot ever, ever confine God in one way. He is a God that will do the impossible. There's always outside the box. Amen? Hey, hallelujah. So anyways, you say, you go and go and uh, show yourself to the priest. The reason is because the priest in the, in the old days, if you study the Old Testament, they are like the doctor, the medical professional also. They've been given instruction in the Old Testament to examine all those who had leprosy and so forth. And they've been educated to watch and observe who had leprosy and who had this kind of sickness, who is unclean, this sort of thing. And so that's why they have to go to the priest. It's not a religious thing. Because Jesus is in the religious thing. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, as they went, watch this. Just imagine you're one of those lepers. And you saw Jesus, and Jesus come to you. Maybe not. Maybe you have. A, maybe you have. A, I don't know some kind of sickness. And Jesus said, "You know, go and check with the doctor and get the medical results." Didn't say anything. And you probably think to yourself, and the leper probably thought to themselves, if they ever thought that way, if they didn't have faith, is that? But I, my flesh is still hanging off my limb. I'm still broken. What, what do you mean? The priest would definitely give me a bad report. Because they were not healed on the spot. Many of you are not healed on the spot and you lose faith. They were not healed on the spot and yet they obey. Everybody say obey. obey. 
Every time when you come to the presence of God and you ask for something, there will be instruction given. You must obey that instruction or otherwise it won't work. A lot of us say, I'll believe when I see it. Then that won't be faith because faith is something you cannot see. If you see it already, you don't need faith. But everything about us is faith-based. Everything about us and God is faith-based. So they have to have faith to turn around and start walking. They didn't go, oh, God, you know, Jesus, look at the flesh still hanging on to my limb. Look at I still don't have my thumb or I still have my broken leg. I still can see my bone. But the Word of God says, they as they went, as they obey, in other words, they were healed. So this morning, there are some of you that have been seeking for an answer. Then you need to hear an instruction from the Lord. As you obey the instruction, I'll guarantee you, you will see miracles. As you obey. You know, I, I just I'm talk about giving, for example. Some people said, you know, when I, when I become rich, then I'll start tithing. <laughs> when God bless me, I will tithe. Well, yeah, you can do that. Or you can practice what the, the scripture is saying. As you obey, you will see miracles. And so the word of God says one of them, only one of them decided when he was healed, instead of going to the priest, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Giving him thanks. Okay? And then Jesus said, We're not hand left us cleanse. And then Jesus said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith. Hmm. Do you know that giving thanks is a form of faith? It's, a, it's an expression of faith. It's, an, it's a form of expression of your faith. Now watch this. Jesus said, Your faith has made you well. Wait a second here. He just got healed. What do you mean? What do you mean your faith had made you well? He just got healed. You know, when you're healed of leprosy, I don't know if you know, that all the flesh, you know, how many of you have seen people that have been healed of leprosy? You know, we have all the medicine today that caused people to heal of leprosy. Once you're healed of leprosy, you, um, you, you have, you, if you lost a limb, you lost a limb forever. Right, so the, the flesh will be covered up and you, you, don't, you, don't, you know, flesh is not getting rotten anymore. And so, you, you know, so everything is well. But whatever you've lost, you lost because God healed, or, or you got healed of the leprosy. Now, there's 10 lepers. I believe they were healed, and they were indeed healed. But if whatever limbs they've lost, they've lost. It's all done. He didn't come back and say, God, I want my limbs. I want whatever I lost. I want them back. The word you have been made well, it means you have been made whole. You have been made whole in some translation. In some translations, you've been saved. You've been made whole, body, soul, and spirit. It is the intention of God that not only you're healed, but you're made whole. I truly believe that when Jesus said you have been made whole, he started to see his limbs coming back. He started to see all the things that he lost come back. I want to tell you this. Some of us need to be made whole, not just physically, but we need to be made whole emotionally. We need to be made whole spiritually. 
We need to be saved. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to be restored. Some of us have been abused in the past. We may look well physically, but we need to be made whole. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today that I want to make you whole. How are you going to get made whole? You give thanks to the Lord for all that He has done thus far. You thank you, Lord, for my life. I'm still breathing. And yes, I was abused 20 years ago. I thank you. I'm still living and I have a salvation. I thank you. And God is going to start to make you whole. There are a lot of people walking into our church this morning and all the churches across this country walking into the church broken inside, torn inside. Nobody understands them. Nobody understands the plight that they're in. There's a lot of anger these days. If you've been paying attention to the, to the, the Supreme Court nomination in the United States, although, you know, I just do it for drama purposes, not for anything else because that's nothing to do with me. But, you know, you watch that. There's a lot of anger, a lot of anger being expressed. And people are saying, we, are, we had enough. We had enough. We need to come out and express. That may be one way to get healed. But I tell you, the most sure way to get healed is that God can heal you. He can heal the deepest wound, the deep, deepest cut that nobody can heal. Not a amount of shout, not a amount of screen, not a amount of confession. It's going to help you. But you need the Word of God. You need the healing of God to make you whole. Can I hear an Amen. And if you're sitting here this morning, you say, I am not whole. Watch this. God will make you whole. Even as you give thanks to Him, He will make you whole. The second point I want to make is that when you pray for something, for a miracle, every time when you pray is for a miracle, is it not? Because if you don't need miracle, you don't really need to pray. If you can do it, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to pray. Yes? Otherwise, you're just hedging. That's not faith. Many of us Christians, we pray because we're hedging. I need you to think about this a little bit. The reason we pray is because we hedge, just in case. We have this just-in-case mindset. That's superstition. That's not faith. That's like people believing in, you know, in, in some other religion, you know. They just want to please the God. You know, in the Asian religion, in Taoism, I, I, you know, if you are Taoist, just forgive me because I, I want to make a point. Um, Taoism, they believe to, to pray to all, any object and every object just in case. And uh, sometimes if you go to some Chinese restaurant, they're the Taoists. They call themselves Buddhists, but they don't know what they're talking about. They just... You know, Buddhist doesn't worship any object. But anyways, the Taoists, right? They, they have oranges in front of the incense. The oranges is for, the, for whatever God that is there, right? But, you know, it's there. It's forever there. Nobody eats it, but just in case, right? And, and in Asia, some of you from Asian country, you know, those Chinese people, they, they sometimes, New Year's, they have chicken. They put the chicken outside in front of the, whatever they worship, you know. Chicken is there when they put it there, and they come back, the chicken is still there. But just in case, they want to please all the demons, all the gods, just in case. That's superstition. That is not faith. That's ignorant. And Christian, we shouldn't be, live like, we shouldn't be living like that. 
We should live by faith. We shouldn't treat God like one of those religious idolatry idols. We need to treat God the way we treat God. We don't try Him just in case. I just officiated a wedding last week, last Tuesday, right? Can you imagine I asked a couple, you know, are they here? I don't know where they are. But, you know, I asked a couple, hey, um, I would ask, you know, Hector, you know, would you try this wife just in case? Would you test and see if it's good? She will, she will probably say no to him forever. If you have such honor and respect for the person you're going to marry, how much more honor and respect you must have to God? You don't hedge. You do not hedge. If you think you can do it, then don't even pray. Save your breath. Oh, I'm going to pray for more strength. Really, seriously, you believe that? Or you just hedging? you got to be true to yourself, right? I'm not judging or condemning you. I'm just pointing it out. Are you okay? You're not mad, right? Shandai, hallelujah, come on. So if you can do it, you can make money, don't pray. You can succeed on your own, don't need to pray. Just praise. Just give thanks to Him. Pray in tongues, pray for other people. But if you do need a miracle, and many of us need miracles, we need miracles not having to work on Sunday. They're not here, so I can say that, right? Now, if you're watching on Facebook, you know, the other day I was at a cell group party, I can't remember. A sister said to me, I just love her, she's amazing. So she, she said, oh, I can't, I, can't, I can't come anymore because my employer insisted I work on Sunday. So I watched Facebook Live on Sunday. So I'm talking to you, if you're watching. You need a miracle. You need a miracle not having to work on Sunday. Sunday is a day of rest. And the devil is saying, hey, no, I don't want you to rest. But you need a miracle. You don't need to go persuade your boss. You don't need to earn your seniority. Because to do that, you don't need God. You need a miracle. Now. Amen? And so what do you do if you're miracle? You pray. And this is how you pray. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. The first thing is, be anxious about nothing. Do not be anxious about anything. Everybody say anything. anything. Are you worried about something right now? Right now. Are you worried about something? That's good. Every time when some anxiety come and attack you, Remember, the Bible says, you want miracle? Don't worry. A sure way to not get miracle is to worry. A sure way. If you worry about getting fired, then you're not living in faith. If you want to live in miracles, don't think about it. Don't worry. Be not anxious. Be not anxious. Be not anxious. We are living in a society that said a lot of people died of heart attack through anxiety. Your anxiousness, Jesus said, your worrying is not going to help one bit. It ain't going to add an ounce to your life. 
You're worrying. But here we are. A lot of people are so anxious. In the pharmaceutical industry, one of the best-selling drugs are those drugs that help people not to get worried. But they're really not helping people not to get worried. They just suppress your emotion, make you a zombie. You can either take the medicine of God or be a zombie. Now, if the doctor prescribed to you, I, I will always say you listen to the doctor, but if you want to get out of it, live in miracle. Be not anxious. But in everything, everybody say everything. What do you do? Prayer, right? And we know that already. And supplication with what? So in other words, before you even got it, you give thanks to God. So if you've been praying and praying and praying and haven't got a thanksgiving, then you haven't got anything. Your prayer always have to wrap around thanksgiving. Father, I need a spouse. I thank you for that spouse. Father, I need a wife. I thank you for that pretty girl that is just, just waiting for me. Some of you need to pray like that. And she's beautiful, she is smart, and she's rich. Oh, actually, that's a woman's prayer, right? I mean, but men pray the same way too. I always joke around with some of the pastors, you know, young pastors that say, You want to succeed? You marry a rich girl, and then you have no worry about money. I'm just joking. Some of them, women, you know, pray. But Thanksgiving is very important, is that you recognize, listen, what God is going to be doing in your life through your prayer and supplication. You recognize that. You say, God, I believe so much in you and that you are good and you're going to answer my prayer. I'm going to wrap all my supplications with Thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Well, the devil said, don't be a fool. Don't thank him for nothing. Only thank him when you receive something. That's the worldly system. The godless system is that you thank before you get. So thank him in Jesus' name. What are your needs this morning? I need a job. Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you for that good job. I thank you for that good job that pays well. Hallelujah. I don't need to sweat about it. I don't need to think about it. But pastor, I need to pay bills. There you go you're anxious again let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus when you give thanks to the Lord peace will come peace of God conquers anxiety can I hear an amen it is the peace of God that conquers anxiety. What is it that you're anxious of? You need the peace of God to conquer it. Paul hears it, and, and means he's trying to tell you what happened next. Is that when you give, when you come to God, when you come to God by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, then the peace of God is going to come. Some of you have been looking for peace for a long time. And you're looking for peace in the wrong place. Thanksgiving is the place where you look for peace. Whatever you're anxious about, just experiment this for yourself, would you? Whatever you're anxious about. Some of you are anxious about your children. Go to Mark 11. 
I'm almost finished. It's 12.05, so I'm going to finish. This is a very familiar scripture. You all know that, right? Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever said to his mouth, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that he's, what he says will come to pass. What you say, not even praying, what you say. What you say will come to pass. What you say will come to pass. But you have to believe that what you say will come to pass. It will be done for him. How do you believe? How do you express that belief that it will come to pass? How do you express that? Verse 24, therefore I tell you, what's, whatever you ask in prayer now, this time is prayer. You can say or you can pray. Believe that you've received it. Now, how do you believe that you've received it and it'll be yours, right? Last week, we had people come up here to get prayed, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the things that I talked about them is that, you know, when you pray to receive the Holy Spirit, you have to believe that you received it already. Some people are waiting for some sensation, some tingling sensation. Some, some people are waiting for God to wag their tongue. Some people are waiting for some kind of supernatural manifestation. Well, then you're not really walking in faith. Hello. But you got to believe that you received it. Then you shall have it. How do you believe you receive it? You act like you receive it. So I say, you know, you just start praying in the Spirit, obey the Lord and you to the Spirit. Well, I don't feel anything. Well, then see, there you go with the feeling again. You believe you receive it. Then you will have it. Now, for most of the time, we pray for things. How do you express your belief that you received it? How do you do that? You give thanks. You give thanks as if you got it. What if it doesn't happen? You keep on giving thanks. Well, it hasn't happened yet for two weeks. You know, I tell you this. If you're asking that question already, then you have stopped giving thanks and start asking this question. You have walked outside the faith. It is very important for us to, who want to walk in the supernatural to stay in faith. And it is the, the, the job of the enemy of our soul to cause us to walk outside our faith, to walk away from our faith. So he will send relatives and friends to tell us, don't be stupid. You're being an idiot. Don't say you have it. You haven't got it. You, you, will you join one of those crazy religious cults, man? Just stop it. You're being crazy. Or the devil will speak to your mind. Come on, don't be fool. You know it's not going to work. Look at all these people who claim they have faith. Nothing happened to them. Oh, have you heard that? Look at that sister so-and-so. You know what? We don't know what's going through people's mind. They may say the right thing. You don't know what's going on in their mind, in the background, behind the scene, at home. You don't know that. But the devil would want to use that as an example to discourage your faith. There are people that walk around and say, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. But you don't know what's going on in the private life. They could be complaining. They could be crying. Oh, God, you know why? And just be angry with God. You don't know that. You don't know anything. You cannot take the surface value as what it is, as truth. 
There are people that claim, you know, the devil always uses on me. He said, you know, those so-and-so. I remember one time uh, I, uh, I was, uh, you know, I've been taught to, you know, go back to being filled with the Holy Spirit since we're on that track anyways. And um, I, uh, I, I've decided to just pray in the Spirit, you know, constantly. Just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit constantly. And uh, I just started to do that. And uh, the, the devil gave me an example. There was this brother I knew. And he always moved his tongue. Everywhere he go, we're having lunch. He's moving, right? It's like, wow, this is fantastic. And he, he memorized the whole Bible. And he could quote and recite Bible in two languages. That's really cool. I was impressed. And he used to come to this church. <laughs> now you're guessing. <laughs> Most of you, 99% of you don't know who he is. He, he, he came when our church was relatively, relatively small. And so, but you know, he... He, um, he had, you know, he, 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 he was failing in every area of his life, finances, job, marriage, just every area he was just struggling, one disaster after another. So when I was praying in tongues one day, I heard a voice saying, look at him. He's a disaster. You want to be like that? And I caught myself immediately stopped. Oh, no, not saying anything. But I found out later on what was going on in his private life. See, most of us don't know. We look at the surface and say, oh, and the devil will use them as an example. You know, I pray for many people in hospitals, many people with cancer and whatever, and we always encourage people to be in faith, and there are people that just, just act in faith. And people are saying to me, you know, why is it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work? I don't know why, because there are a million reasons that I am not aware of. Are you here this morning? The failure of those who seemingly had practiced faith does not tell us that faith doesn't work. It tells us that there are a million things that we are not aware of going behind the scene. They may, may be on the surface, have, you know, we see something on the surface, but behind the scenes, there are a million things. But the grace of God is greater than I understand that. But I just want you to know that when people are exercising faith, it always works because the Word of God is always, listen, true. It's always true. It's always true 100% of the time. Because if it isn't, then you and I are wasting our time here. If you ever believe that, oh, maybe it doesn't work because it doesn't work for some people, then you are questioning the validity of the Word of God. You are saying, oh, the Word of God, you know, if the Word of God only works half the time. In fact, for some people, it, it doesn't work most of the time. Then why you keep doing it? Do you know what insanity is? Doing the same thing, expecting different results. It works 100% of the time. If it doesn't work, there are millions of reasons. And you need to ask God to reveal it to you. If it's happening in your life, 
May I suggest that you keep pressing in faith and don't let doubt come in. And the way you do it is you're giving thanks to God. You know, I remember when I was younger, I was listening to this testimony of this preacher. He was talking about him getting healed of his lung disease. And, and he was really weak. He, can't, he couldn't stand, you know. And then he was praying and he's praying and he's praying and he's praying. And then one day he was being, he was so sick, he was being put into the ambulance. He's, he's, this guy has so much faith. He was being put in the ambulance. He could see lying down in the ambulance what he was passing by. He could see, you know, what block they, he remembered every block that they turned. And he said, I remember I was scrapping with my weak little hands that bed. I was grabbing on the side of the bed in the, hospital, in, in the, in the ambulance. I think, he said, I think I ripped the bed apart because I was so intense in my faith. Because the devil was telling me, it's over. All your faith that you believe in God for is now coming to an end. Ha, ha, ha. Your faith doesn't work. But he held on to it. He said, it was so intense. I, he said, with every energy I have, I said, devil, I will not believe a word you say. I thank you, God, that I receive your healing. In that final moment of his life, it would seem, he hung on to God. I'm not giving up. Because I believe it will happen. The world had written involved. The world had said it's over. The ambulance is like telling him, oh, it's a son, just take it easy. It soon will be over. Literally tell him that. And he hung on to his train. He lived to 80. Strong with a large ministry. That happened when he was in his teenage years. You have to hang on to it. And this morning, may I suggest to you, whatever you want to believe in God for, hang on to your faith with thanksgiving. Come on. The harder, the harder the curveball that is being thrown at you, the louder you give praise and thanksgiving. You know, people sometimes when they go to church, they're going through a disaster. They'd expect that people in the church would, 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 would console them, which is fine, we'll console them. But they would come and feel sorry for themselves. Oh, woe is me. What a disaster my life is. Oh, no. God. What Scripture just shows us is that the more terrible the disaster is, <laughs> the more praise and thanks you give to God. If you feel like you are going through the toughest time in your life, somebody had left you, your spouse has forsaken you, you're going bankrupt and you think it's a disaster. Oh, my friends, you ought to be one of the loudest ones to give praise and thanksgiving to God. Can I hear an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Church is not for you to just sit there and be subdued and then come entertain me. Church is for you to exercise faith. You hear the word of God. You rise up and you worship and you praise God by faith and with thanksgiving. This is your act of faith. It is through the act of faith that you're going to see things transform and change. You want miracles. You obey the word of God and you pray with supplication and thanksgiving. Otherwise, don't pray. Stay home. Drink a beer or two. Well, I don't recognize that. I mean, I don't, I don't recommend that. I'm just... 
I'm just being facetious here. It wasn't even a Freudian slip. It was, you know, shaka, you know. But if you walk in the ways of God, walk in the ways of God, man. Go, go all the way, man. Just say, oh God, I just trust you. I believe you. I'm going to believe you all the way to the last breath. You know what the body of Christ is all about? We're here to encourage you. When you're low, we're here to encourage you. We're not here to pat on your back and say, oh, I know, this is terrible. Our job is supposed to stir your faith up to keep believing in God. That's why you come to church on Sunday. It's to have your faith stir. I don't understand why some people can, can think that they can survive or can live in victory without the Word of God preaching to them because it is the Word of God that stirs your faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing what? The Word of God. And that's why you come to church on Sunday to get your faith stirred. Now people don't even go to church on Sunday. They go to church once a month, no condemnation. They go to church once a month and they wonder why my faith is so weak. Why is it that I just don't believe anymore, honey? Come on. Because you haven't yet your faith stirred. And so if you're going through a tough time, I'm stirring your faith to ask you to praise and worship God with thanksgiving. This, this Thanksgiving weekend, you know, the, 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 the movies will have you believe that, you know, get together around the table and thank the Lord of all the things He's done. Yes, you do. That's for more. But a lot of us watch those movies go, we have nothing to thank for. Look at, they have this beautiful home, candlelight, big turkey, nice china, chandelier whole thing. I don't have that. I don't have a job. I have plastic plates. My boyfriend just took off on me. My wife just left me. And so, you know, we cannot relate. But the Word of God tells us is that if you're in that position, it is more that you need to give thanks. You want to come out of it? Don't dwell and mire in that sorrow. Rise up in Jesus' name and take your place and give thanks to God and worship Him. And the harder He press you, the louder you give thanks. Hallelujah. Come on, let's all stand in Jesus' name. Let's just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So whatever you're struggling with this morning, 